everyone, and welcome back to Knowing Wheel, episode 47 now, I think, Jamie? Yep, think so. F1, it's back at last, and let's be fair, Bahrain was actually very, very interesting. Like we mentioned last week, everything heading into the first round of the year was all up in the air. We didn't know who was going to be out on top or what was going to happen, so we were always expecting it to be a little bit chaotic. But of course, today, we'll get into all of that, we'll talk about pretty much all the teams, you know, everything there is to do with Formula 1. But as always, you know, new season, old faces, still Jamie keeps finding his way into the Discord call each week. H- yeah, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, yeah. I've uh, got over yesterday just about, as we t- time of recording. I was yes. pretty fuming in the last few laps of that Grand Prix, but yep. here we are. Yep, karma is one hell of a cruel but I'll, person. I'll, I'll just go to sleep tonight remembering the 2021 championship and I'll be I'll get over it. I don't want to know what you think about when you go to bed at night, mate, Um, to be honest. (laughs) But, of course, as always, though, if you're new around here and you're watching this on YouTube, hello. Uh, Check out the links down for Spotify below. Again, obviously, we congratulated ourselves last week. We gave ourselves a pat on the back uh, for 1,000 streams over there. So, you know, if you do want to see weekly podcasts from us, go check it out as well. Um, as always, timestamps as well will be linked down below. And of course, F1 merch, Manscaped, it's all down there. There's plenty to go through uh, for you guys as well there. So all those links down below. And yeah, check them out before we jump into today then. But Jamie, before the weekend even kicked off though, big news coming from Aston Martin. Yeah, pretty unexpected. Um, Sebastian Vettel decided he didn't fancy driving a backmarker car, so got COVID. Um which meant that Nico Hulkenberg came back unexpectedly. Um, yeah. Which was fun. I'm repping my 2018 Renault Hulkenberg shirt today in tribute for his 17th place. In tribute um, for his Hockenheim race that year? <laughs> that, that or was that 2019? He actually did well in 2018, Hockenheim. Thank you for that. Did he get a podium, did he? Uh, he almost did. Fifth. Close enough. That's not really. That's a podium to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was quite happy until qualifying came around and the Aston was shocking. But... There we go. He he did out-qualify Stroll, which I'll get in there very early. So it was an okay performance from Hockenberg. Obviously, the race didn't really go to plan for either Aston. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I didn't expect much. And we obviously wish Seb the best. But I, I murmurs are that he's not going to be back for Saudi this weekend either. Um, maybe because the car is like the 10th fastest. But we'll have to wait and see. So Hulk may return again in, in Saudi Arabia. But... I don't expect too much regardless just because yeah the car was not not up to much in Bahrain <laughs> no no and I mean we were going to talk about that in a second weren't there there were three real teams that seemed yeah. to struggle uh, in Bahrain but yeah free practice though on Friday wasn't really a huge amount going on but we were slowly sort of getting the picture painted weren't we of who was going to be strong and who might struggle this weekend of course like we always say winter testing is never a good indicator and there was still to be honest a lot of uncertainty after free practice about who was still sandbagging and who wasn't but then we got to qualifying and things became rather clear didn't they yeah it was fairly clear immediately that mercedes were not quite on the pace of the top two teams of ferrari and red bull which luckily for me was exactly what i predicted last week if you missed that go and check it out (laughs) but obviously there's a full season to go so we'll have to wait and see but certain teams as well were very very poor specifically the mercedes powered customer teams all three of them were not very impressive at all in qualifying and also alfa romeo and haas seem to have taken huge leaps forward compared to where they were last season 
um, which is quite interesting. Obviously, Ferrari power unit, it hints that it's pretty good this year. I don't know if it's all down to the power unit or if those two teams have just done better with the regulations, but... I think it's a combination. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, when you sort of look at it, don't you, it's... There's always that question, isn't it, of whether Ferrari have just so happened to have built a power unit years ago that now really suits this design of the cars. It's always a bit difficult to tell, obviously, this early on in the campaign. But yeah, like you said, though, all three of the Ferrari teams, obviously, including Ferrari seemed really really strong there i think they were the only team or the only power unit to get cars like from every team into q3 weren't they alonso was there which i guess technically but they only power themselves exactly and ocon didn't make it into q3 did he i don't think no he didn't but then also joe and schumacher didn't either no no but i mean ferrari managed to get ferraris a Haas, and an alpha in yeah mercedes couldn't get anyone else in could they no with their power units i mean we have both aston martins going out in q1 which let's be fair hulkenberg and stroll aren't exactly the best qualifiers in the world jamie's already banged on about hulkenberg out qualifying (laughs) stroll that's like me winning a sprint against a nine-year-old it's (laughs) kind of just like great um Ricardo as well out in Q1. McLaren that was so cool. had a shocking weekend, seemingly yeah, out of nowhere. Because all through preseason, especially in Barcelona, it was looking quite good. Like Barcelona, all, yeah, they look good four for sure. And yeah, really, really not not the best weekend at all. No points to show. And um, obviously, last year they were fighting Ferrari, who got a one-two finish and the fastest lap. So yeah, McLaren yeah. got a lot of work to do. I mean, it begs the question of what kind of moron would put them in their fantasy team as exactly. their team. Who yeah, would do I mean, that? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later on in the podcast. But yeah, McLaren having a torrid weekend out. Williams as well having a torrid weekend out. I think they were. I mean, you look at Haas and Alfa Romeo, and you sort of think Williams could have been right there as well. Just yeah. seemingly hasn't happened. But Guan Yu Zhou, though, I've got to give him credit, Jamie, or Zhou oh, Guan Yu. Sorry, even I should say. Straight out the gates into Q2. Now, Alfa Romeo probably have got fourth or fifth fastest car, at least by last weekend standards. So he should have done that. But Sonoda <laughs> didn't make it out of Q1, and Zhou Guanyu did. Yeah, I was elated by his performance. And it, it, his Q2 performance wasn't too bad either. No, um, no. He had a time, his last time was deleted, which was unfortunate. But like the time that was deleted would have put him 14th and like five tenths off Bottas or something which for a yeah. first go knowing how good Bottas was against Hamilton last season in terms of qualifying oh I thought you were going to say that I was no, like he wasn't in, <laughs> in qualifying Bottas was generally like three tenths off Hamilton if that not yeah like, about there I think is the average yeah like that's a really good performance from a rookie in his first ever race weekend in qualifying and in the race he didn't disappoint either really so I was very happy that that softened the softened the fall at the end of the race when Joe finished uh, P10 in the end Yes, yeah, it was not a good weekend for Jamie's drivers again. We'll talk about that later on. But very quickly, didn't it? It seemed that, like I think quite a lot of us predicted, it was going to be Leclerc versus Verstappen, and obviously Sainz, whether he could get there or not in qualifying, wasn't it? I mean, Leclerc went fastest in Q1. Verstappen then went fastest in Q2. But then when it came to Q3... Ferrari seemingly just had that little bit more pace to unleash mm. right at the very end. And Leclerc sort of put it all together as well. His pole lap was like flawless. It was actually really nice to watch. A couple of mistakes through the first couple of corners, but then yeah. yeah, after that, it was... I think the weird thing is as well, obviously, watching these F1 2022 cars, 
you can't attack the curbs with them very well. Like, obviously, no. all the drivers are saying, you know, you do that, you damage the undertray, and obviously then just the Venturi tunnels don't work. So you kind of, they suit quite a calm driving style. Yeah. Which is not really one we associate with either Charles Leclerc or Max Verstappen. No. You would have thought, you know, that screams smooth operator and Checo. Or even Hamilton. He always drives yeah. like that, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly curious to see how that affects things at Imola the no curves because thinking of um oh i know this name the chicane like four corners from the end what's that called uh the variant no the variant alta is it i think it might be that it, whichever one that is the sonoda crashed out in qualifying last year oh, i know the one you mean i want to say it's alta. that inside curve is huge and last year they were yeah. just vaulting it i'm so interested to see what happens yeah yeah exactly i mean I'll, I'll let you know when i'm there mate oh yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see because, of course, Jeddah doesn't really have any curbs at all. No, um, but all especially yeah, on, when we when we get to tracks later on, you know, sort of the classic tracks things like Monza again is going to mm. be another interesting one, and a few other places, you know, Monaco even. You sort of think with all the sausage curbs there, oh, yeah, that could get yeah. very very interesting. But yeah, Leclerc though put it on pole in the end, fastest lap at the end of the qualifying, so we had a top three. Of Leclerc, Verstappen, and Carlos Sainz are all separated by what one and a half tenths less than that. Yeah, and Perez also did. Perez fourth, yeah, which yeah. I think again plays to the fact that these cars probably suit Checo and Sainz's style more. But yeah. Leclerc and Verstappen are just on that next level, aren't they? Yeah, definitely, and we saw that in the race as well. The way the gaps were happening throughout. Yes, yeah. So definitely, definite number one, number two. It seems at both those teams already. Which is, well, I guess a shame for Carlos, but... Well, you say that, Perez is above Verstappen in the championship. (laughs) I'm not having that. (laughs) (laughs) Checo's their new number one, I think, mate. you just got to accept reality. obviously. (laughs) But yeah, then of course, the other big question is, what were Mercedes going to be able to do come qualifying? Fifth place for Lewis Hamilton. Pretty good. did very well, to be fair to him. Like, considering where the car's at, that's basically all he could do, obviously. Yeah. Russell had a bit of a nightmare in Q3. I think he only had one set of new softs left. He had one set of new softs, and yeah, and then they just died towards the end of the lap. Because yeah. I think he went out for one lap and then tried to do a second one on him. And like you he said, did obviously, a, pretty much he immediately. He did some, some kind of extreme heat cycle on the outlap, yeah, which kind of made work. the tyres die. So yeah. qualified ninth, which was fairly amusing on Twitter. When everyone's yeah, Twitter up these, jumped uh, on that. <laughs> the, the clip from Imola again last year where... The clip of him saying, what's Bottas doing fighting for ninth in a Mercedes? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very well done to Twitter for that one. <laughs> yeah, but I think the other big standout performances were, of course, Bottas putting yep. it sixth alongside Hamilton. I'm sure there was a little bit of, Valtteri, this is James, screw you guys yeah. in that one. And K-Mag, Russell back well. in Formula 1, immediately puts it P7 for Haas. Yeah, it's unreal the steps those two teams have made in terms of car pace. Like, the Haas was on it, especially in K-Mag's hands all weekend. So, I'll be interested to see if both those teams can keep it up throughout the season. Yes, that'll be the interesting thing. slightly expects the likes of Alpine, McLaren, like, those sorts of teams to come back at them. But certainly in Bahrain, it seemed like they were fourth and fifth in some sort of order. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought you meant drivers then. No. Uh, You know, you (laughs) threw threw me off for a brief second there. But yeah, no... Like I said, whether it was just obviously the fact that Bahrain is very much just a power circuit, but then yeah. that would imply that Mercedes have got no power in the car, which 
seems unlikely. Yeah. But, I mean, we spoke about this, didn't we, over the winter? You know, Ferrari were very, very happy with how their cars or their engines were doing on the new E10 fuel. Yeah. And that just, yeah, really did all seem to come together this weekend. Ferrari, they're looking good. But that was the end of qualifying, though. Then we get ready for the race. Now, the last time we had a Ferrari, Max Verstappen, a Ferrari, as a top three <laughs> on the grid, Jamie... That that was Singapore, Singapore 2017. Yes, yes, it was. So we were we were <laughs> yeah. kind of expecting fireworks, especially considering it was well the 10 year anniversary of Leclerc and Verstappen's go karting. Nothing happened. It was just an incident. Incident, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, everyone expected calamity to happen because obviously Verstappen and Leclerc have made a name for themselves as a bit of loose cannons when it comes to racing. Yes, yeah, not quite but, Arthur Leclerc in F3. That no, move true. on Saturday was incredible. <laughs> Yeah, not quite that level of awfulness. But uh, yeah, Leclerc and Verstappen, we expected some fireworks. We got some fireworks, but not at the start of the race. So no. yeah, start was basically fine. I think the main talking points were both Alfa Romeo's had an absolute mare. There's some sort of problem Bottas was saying with the start procedure in terms of the clutch. Yes, um, so yeah. Bottas dropped from 6th to what, 16th 14th, or something? 14th, I think, in the end. And Joe dropped from 15th to last. Yeah, uh, on the first lap, which at that point I'd basically written off any chance of any points. Um, but no, they they were able to fight back quite quickly, actually. Yes, yeah. And cause... other than that, well, uh, Magnussen overtook uh, Perez and also nearly overtook Hamilton around the outside of Turn Four, which would have been class. That would have been. Oh, I must admit, that would have been quite <laughs> incredible had K Mag been able to pull that off. But yeah, what what was it you said that Guan Yuzhou had issues with down at Turn One? Oh, uh, the revs dropped too low. And he went into anti stool on the way the way out of turn one. <laughs> I I just wanted to make sure you brought that yeah. up. Yeah, but you know show. what? He just decided to make it more difficult for himself and still got a point. So. Exactly. You just ch- doing a last a question mark challenge. Yeah. You, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I said though, Checo didn't have a particularly brilliant start there. Hamilton, it was kind of weird, wasn't it? Hamilton early on because I think they all knew down at the stages they probably weren't going to have a chance to battle with Red Bull and Ferrari all day, so they were yeah. kind of there. Like we may as well try it at the start. But no, we probably won't be able to hang on for very long. Yeah. And I he did hang on with Perez for a bit, actually, in the first He did stint, pretty he? well early on, didn't he? Until, I mean, we'll <laughs> talk about that in a second. Mercedes, I don't know what they were doing with strategy early oh, on. Yeah. I guess the only other real thing that happened at the start, of course, was Ocon sending Mick Schumacher into the perfect 360. Yeah, it was a very good 360 from Schumacher. Uh, Ocon got a penalty. Complete for... luck. Yeah, very lucky. Um but they both seem to lift to fight another day. Ocon did a very good race from that point onwards, despite yep. the five-second penalty. Schumacher, I think, damaged his floor a bit, or that's what they said. Maybe it was just to cover up the fact that he got rinsed by Magnussen. Um, but yeah, it was an okay race from Schumacher. I don't think we expected too much, especially, like, it's always hard to judge how good he was. We said this all through winter, really, against Mazepin, but now he's got a real teammate. It'll be interesting yes. to see if he performs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I must admit, after qualifying, I was just there thinking, how on earth are Haas going to throw this away tomorrow? Because the amount <laughs> of 2016 yeah. and 2018 vibes I got from that were yeah. just alarming. They were panicking every time a pit stop was coming, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely <laughs> down at Haas. But yeah, like we said, though, to be honest, the, a lot didn't actually really happen throughout a lot of the Grand Prix, wasn't it? You had kind of no, just the bits really. of drivers picking each other off. The only real sort of properly good battle we had, luckily, was right <laughs> at the sharp end. Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc. I think the last time we saw a proper duel between those two was Britain 2019, I want to say. And that was one for the ages. 
This one, first race of the year, I guess this is what a lot of people are talking about as well. First race of the year, no one wants to throw away easy points like that, do they? So they weren't really completely on the limit with each other. But you have to admit, Charles Leclerc played Max Verstappen lap after lap. I was slightly disappointed in Max because it it seemed such an obvious thing every time that Leclerc was going to do a switchback and get the DRS to turn four. Yeah. And for some reason, Max just kept trying it at turn one, especially the last one. I thought was very stupid to send it from that far back into turn one and get a massive flat spot as well. Yeah. I mean, um, remember, Max never feels the pressure. <laughs> never. I just think he didn't really know what to expect battling Leclerc because he hasn't done it in so long. Like, I guess with Hamilton, you know you're going to be a bit, a bit more measured or you can just send it or jump out the way quite often. He doesn't um, jump out the way, I well, don't think. start of last season, he did a bit. <laughs> but yeah, a couple of times. It was, it was almost like Max had forgotten how to race other people than Hamilton. Yeah. Which I'm sure he'll learn throughout the season because it seems like Ferrari are there to stay. Um, but yeah, a little. I, I'm sure he'll look back at that and think he could do better, which he definitely could. But yes. it was a good battle for sure. Uh, don't say it. Oh, I really, I almost <laughs> did. I almost he actually did. gave us a reason to say his name properly this week. So we'll He did as well, yeah. We'll talk about that later <laughs> on in the show. Yeah, I think Verstappen will be disappointed with that. Um, but in the end, obviously, it didn't matter. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, in the end, it all would have... I mean, that would have probably been even more gutting for Red Bull, isn't it? Yeah. Red Bull have a tendency. I'm, I'm thinking back to 2020 now as well. But they threw that... Well, they threw away what could have potentially been a 1-2 in that race due to reliability as well. Yeah. But luckily got saved by other things happening. That kind of meant they were in a worse position, so it wasn't as embarrassing. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. But, yeah, yeah so, I mean, we saw Max, like we said... About three, four lap battle there until he made that huge lockup down at turn one. Mercedes, though, didn't always pick the best strategy last year. What were they doing, putting Hamilton on hards? I've, I've no clue. I think it was worth a try. Obviously, they were quite comfortably fifth and sixth. Yes, so yeah. there was no harm in trying. The thing that really confused me was Hamilton, after like taking a few laps to get his hards heated up, getting passed by Guan Yu Zhou into turn four, had to mention that. Yeah. I, I don't know why they did the same with Russell because Hamilton had no pace. He was going like over a second lap slower than Sainz. And it was like, why? why? Why would you then do the same with a second car when it's clearly not working? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was strange for Mercedes, but it didn't affect the end result at all. I think they were sort of in that position where they could be a bit mental on strategy because their car pace was limiting what their best result was going to be anyway. Yeah, Mercedes have kind of now become like the Red Bull of three, four seasons ago, haven't yeah. <laughs> they? But they can try and gamble it, and, you know, it might work one in every six Grand Prix, but they're just yeah. not quite there yet. You know, get to Mexico. Maybe Mercedes will be strong there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just a bit of a weird one from them, wasn't it? Obviously, Leclerc, sorry, then almost got undercut by Verstappen first time round. That got yeah. very, very close after the pit stops. That's but what luckily... caused the battle, wasn't it, the short? The yes, yeah. Yeah, and then second time round, Verstappen, he started just doing his crying on the radio thing, didn't he? <laughs> that all got very confusing. Yeah, it was like the team told him to not push on the outlap because obviously these new tyres are Don't very sensitive. Don't like any cycle like that, yeah. Yeah, so the team and engineers know much better than drivers do in terms of how to look after tyres, I'm sure. And yeah, he was like a second behind Leclerc and then started going on the radio like, oh, I could have passed him if I pushed. But it's like, yeah, you could have done. But then you'd have had to pit again in five laps. So yeah, <laughs> it was a strange one. He does get a little bit hot-headed. Uh, I, th- I think the word was, I'm <laughs> never, ever doing that ever yeah. again. And you're sort of like, mate, get on with it. Yeah. 
I guess emotions running high when you're fighting for wins. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Especially with Verstappen, we've seen in the past as well. Yeah, so I think he can certainly get a little bit. You can look at the, the data and see see that it's a, a sensible decision to not ruin your tyres on your outlap. It's probably worth it, isn't it? Mm. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, to be honest, really from what lap twenty onwards. Not a lot happened for a lot of the Grand really. Prix, did it, Jim? I think we kind of remember this one as like some classic because Ferrari back on top and all that. It wasn't the greatest race in the world by any means. No, it wasn't terrible, but there was a big dead period in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And of course that yeah. got changed when your mate Pierre Gasly. Oh, yeah. He was actually doing all right as well. He was looking on for points, probably P8 yeah. or P7. Yeah, yeah, I think he was, wasn't he? <coughs> P9. And then the engine, P8. well, no, it was the electrical system ironically the, on a Red Bull car imagine uh, decided to turn itself off and then the engine overheated and caught fire so luckily for him at least it's not an engine failure so it may be okay to use again although it was on fire so I'm not sure um, but yeah not not a good look for the uh, AlphaTauri team or the Red Bull powertrains in their first race <laughs> um, no no but then again it's all still Honda this year isn't yeah, it yeah nothing's changed it's just unfortunate so. It's just got a Honda name. In, uh, sorry, a Red Bull powertrain name, name rather than yeah. Honda. Probably when so, they really didn't want it to. Yeah, retired out the points. Uh, was doing pretty okay job. The Alpha Tauri doesn't look to be quite there with the Alpha Romeo and the Haas. Or the Alpine, really, I don't think. <coughs> um, I think it's there with the Alpine. It's probably there with the Alpine, actually, yeah. But he was doing very okay, and then suddenly no more Not race. so very okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so that so caused the safety car to come out. Yes, yeah. Um, Obviously, everyone then... Di- I mean, a couple of cars had already pit, hadn't they? But then everyone else dived it in. Yeah. Didn't really change around the order all too much, did it, because of that. Bottas got a free pit stop out of it and gained a few on the midfield. Yeah, he got um, a little bit, didn't he? Pushed back up yeah. towards the front. Then things started getting a little bit more dramatic, didn't they, later on in the race? Yes, yeah. Under I think the Verstappen, as we cut to Gasly on fire, Verstappen was first complaining about some steering issues and hydraulics and stuff. Yep. which were caused by the pit stop, the third stop. Um, after that, it just wasn't right. And yeah, it was gradually getting worse and worse. Um, he thought it was okay under the safety car because obviously you're going so much slower. But in the end, that was terminal, unfortunately. Um, well, that wasn't what was terminal. Well, no. I think it was, yeah, another issue with the power unit as well, with the battery or something, or fuel pickup, I don't know. I they haven't, they haven't been ha- too transparent yet, have they? I was going to so- say, it hasn't been confirmed yet. However, it's looking apparently sort of the rumours going around at the moment is that both cars ran out of fuel. Yeah, which is pretty embarrassing. And perhaps, um, you know, that Honda, well, Red Bull powertrain power unit that's really Honda still. We're just going to call it a Honda power unit, I think, aren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that thing is a bit of a binge drinker when it comes to E10. Yeah, potentially, which is not a great look for the, uh, no. For the no. first race of the season. But I'm sure they'll get to the bottom of it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because obviously they blame the fuel pump. The fuel pump is FIA goes to everyone. Yeah. Like no so. one gets to decide their fuel pump or anything like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Verstappen then was having all these issues under safety car. Leclerc then, let's be fair, nailed the restart. Yep, he did. Timed it to perfection. I don't know why Max was trying to get alongside him. Yeah, it doesn't really again, work. obviously. Uh, but Bahrain does it, that's that tactic. Well, you're sort of that, especially with the issues Verstappen had as well. You sort of Where think. Where he can't steer properly. <laughs> he does, Verstappen doesn't know how confident he's going to be able to be on the exit of the final yeah. corner. You just boot it going, like, when you know you can go flat on the exit. Yeah. And that's was, exactly what Leclerc yeah. did. 
It was a little bit strange, but yeah. there we go. Science um, overtook Verstappen pretty quickly on the restart. Yeah. Um, I think Verstappen, like two quarters later, had the whole engine failure. So it, may it was already going, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah pretty much. You could tell by the way he was down yeah. on the straights. It was going. So, yeah, lap 54. Yeah, Ferrari won two at this stage then. Lap 54. Max Verstappen's car gives up. Hamilton is still trying to hound Sergio Perez for P4 late on in the day. And my dad had gone to me, it's not going to happen. And then down at turn one, final lap, Checo's car gives up as well. Yeah. I thought at first Hamilton had spun him, which would have been quite funny. It did look um, like he had it, like the way it went yeah. round, but no, it was just... Uh, Checo didn't spin himself either. No, I don't know how anyone no. thought that was the case. That Ferrari... Uh, sorry, that Red Bull car even just gave up on him. It sounded like... A, it looked almost like the diff had gone on it, because that's yeah, normally how the car spin the rear like tires that. just locked, didn't they? Yeah, but it was, so, wasn't the case, apparently. Unfortunate from Red Bull. It seems like at Bahrain... <laughs> When one car fails, they both fail, as in uh, yes. 2018. <laughs> 2018, yeah. Not not fun times for them. Um, no. But yeah, that then left us. Yeah, Ferrari 1-2. Who would have thought that? First time they've had a 1-2 since Singapore 2019. First yeah. time they've won the opening race of a season since 2018. First yeah. time they've had a pole at the start of a season, though, since 2007, Jamie. That is mad. That's crazy. And what I happened that, that year? That's so. Oh, Did you yeah. not know that Kimi, one? I didn't know that. No, Kimi Raikkonen, world yeah. champion. 2007 Australian Grand Prix was the last time Ferrari took pole at the first race of the year. That was Hamilton's debut race. It was, yeah. That's, oh, that's mad, that is. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is frightening to think about. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hamilton's pretty much dominated, though, Albert Park since then, though, on qualifying, hasn't he? Yeah. He's, he's had like so many poles around there. It's mad. Often gets yeah. screwed in the race, but still. But, yeah, yeah, Ferrari won too, Jamie. Ferrari Would we have back. thought that heading into the weekend? Well, you I mean, I thought off. it was possible. I put them to win the Constructors, so... <laughs> I, th- I mean, to be fair, I, I thought I was... It turns out our predictions. Should we get onto that now, or should we leave it? Yeah, no, we, well, we, yeah. I was going to talk about the rest of the grid, but I think, yeah, we can talk predictions. We can talk about predictions for now. I, obviously, I put I put Leclerc on pole, which was correct. Yep. And then my, my podium was looking quite good until, like midway through well until both red bulls failed basically yes because <laughs> yeah. i had i had um what verstappen leclerc perez and all of them were very much in contention for the podium in those positions for some parts of the race and then yeah it all it all went to a part at the end yes yeah so and in somehow terms... you lucked into doing better than me which i i smashed <laughs> it in the end so in terms of our predictions this year like i said we are going to be trying to keep closer tabs on these if you missed out on last week's show Jamie and I have agreed that whoever gets more right this year gets to put a tweet out on the other person's account. Now, we've had a bit of a discussion this week over the way we're going to score this. Jamie believes you just get one point for getting the prediction bang on. I think, to keep it a bit more interesting and a bit more fun, two points if you get it right, one point if you get get the right podium but in the wrong order each. Yeah. I think it just so, creates a little bit more spice. Uh, you're probably right, actually, thinking about it. I think it's... Are you are so you willing me, to accept my point system is better at last? Unless I'll keep tabs on what the other one says, and if I'm winning at any point, you, I'll like, you're more than argue to, for the other way around. You're more than happy, <laughs> I'm more than happy for that to happen. So but yeah, you, right now, I got yeah. two points for Leclerc on pole. Yep. And then I got one point for the Leclerc podium. Yes, yeah, and yeah. I got... No points for qualifying because I predicted Hamilton on pole. Oh dear. <laughs> there was a little bit of optimism there. 
but I did get four points from the podium because I predicted Leclerc, Hamilton, Sainz. So two points for Leclerc because I got that right. And then one point for Hamilton and Sainz each because I got them right. I got both of them on the podium, but in the wrong order. Yeah. So, so it's currently 4-3 four, 4-3 three four, to, three to me. That tweet is going to look good on your profile <laughs> come the end yes, of I'm, the year there. Long but, way to go. We remain calm. Exactly. Exactly. Looking at the top 10 though, Jamie. Charlotte, Carlos Sainz, Mercedes, Hamilton and Russell, P3 and P4 there. Probably better than they expected to do at the yeah. end of the day. Magnussen, 5th. Has yeah. suddenly just banged it back out of the park there. 10 points on the board. They're third in the Constructors' Championship. They're going to get altitude sickness if they keep going yeah. like this. <laughs> Alfa yeah. Romeo, fourth as well there, with Bottas and Guan Yu Zhou both getting points. Mm, Bottas in sixth. Wasn't, yeah. And yeah. Zhou tenth. It's a pretty good, pretty good going for them. And then both Alpines as well. They had a really quiet weekend, didn't yeah, they, Alpine? Did. Alonso squeezed it into Q3, but Ocon seemed to have better race pace for the most part. They yeah. sandwiched Yuki Tsunoda, who I guess this year is exactly the same as last year then. He's going to score <laughs> points in two races. Yeah, come back in Abu Dhabi, you might get some yeah, more points. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was fair. It was really quiet from Alpine, actually. I, I don't remember really seeing them on TV at all. No, no, because like, they kind of ran their own race for the most like a, part. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the, all the all the midfield point scorers were helped out by the Red Bulls deciding to give up. Yes, um, yeah. at the end of the race. But I want to shout out: Joe was going to get past Alonso until Perez. Been uh, spun at turn one, so he was going to finish ninth, and then yellow flags. Well, Alonso would probably murk him off later on around the lap. Nah, probably. This is Fernando (laughs) Alonso after all. But yeah, very good stuff from Joe. Um, First rookie to score in his debut. Oh dear, I shouldn't have started that sentence. Yeah, you shouldn't. Since when? Since Yuki Sonoda last year. Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) So not that impressive (laughs) since the last. I was thinking it was back to like 2016 or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it was Yuki Sonoda last year, mate. You, you, you kind of bottled that one. He's and already equaled, almost did the year before. He's already equaled Julian Palmer's rookie season with one point. Yep. There we go. That's all, He's that's got a much my, better uh... car than Julian Palmer <laughs> did. I mean, let's be nah. fair. We've already had K-Mag and Hulkenberg come back. It's only a matter of time before one of the other Renault... Yeah. I was about true. to say rejects then, but no, that's probably right. One of the Renault rejects <laughs> gets back in. Um, yeah, bring back Julian Palmer, I say. Get him back in. You know, Perhaps he could replace Russell. Yeah, maybe. Or or Charles Leclerc. Keep the British or the Sappen, after all. <laughs> to be honest, I think he's right up there with him. One more GP two campaigns. Yeah, also entered three more. But <laughs> and got a better compete compet. Yeah, just I, end your sentence. Words? Move on. Yeah, Move uh, on. <laughs> he's won. He's had a better ratio uh, in GP two there. Jamie. Hello. Driver of the day. I think there's a few shout outs here. But who yeah. do you pick? I think it has to go to Leclerc, really. Um, yeah. I would shout out Magnussen. He did very well. Yeah. Um, my bias makes me want to shout out Joe because he did, he did very well for a rookie. Rookie, I'll allow it this time round. He yeah. had a very quick car. He should have probably scored points in it, let's be fair. But in the first stint, in the first 10 laps, he went from 20th back up to 14th. Wow. In 10 laps. That's so, all well and good when you got one of the fastest made, cars on the Made grid. me very happy. Uh yeah, I think Leclerc did everything right, really. Um, pretty yeah. flawless. Can't think of any real mistake. Obviously put it on pole. Held off for Stappen quite well. Yeah, won the race. So yeah, right. not much going wrong. Leads the championship. First ever Monegasque to lead the championship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think, like you said, Leclerc did really nothing wrong all weekend. And for that, I don't think we can fault him. 
I think sort of looking down the order, the only other driver really inside the top ten you could argue that for probably was K Mag, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, when he did very well. Like all put things considered. to shame all weekend really. Yes. Um, yeah. Which when he's not driven a car in eighteen months is fairly good. Yeah. So, not driven the F one car. The F one car, sorry. <laughs> um other shame tack then I suppose Bottas, I guess. Probably yeah, deserves it, doesn't he? Did Sixth well. place, first race with Alfa Romeo. Different power unit to whatever he's used before as well. First time not using Mercedes power for Valtteri, isn't it? Or did he use Renault yes. one year? Mm, maybe he did. Williams in 2013, I think, was Renault. Were they still Renault? Or No, they must that. have been Mercedes by then because Toto was there. But to- I'm, I'm going to Google. I'm pretty sure it was Go Renault. On, give, it, give it a Google. They might have still been running Renault in 2013 now, now we've said it. Um, but yeah, I think those are the drivers yes, that probably deserve still. a shout out. It was still running, fair enough. Um, let's get in then, Jamie, to an all new part of the show this year. It's F1 Fantasy Recap. Now, quickly, obviously, I already made a video picking out my teams. If you want to check that out, make sure you see down below. We've got a super serious team each. Uh, you haven't done any of the teams, have you? You've just done the no. one team this year. Quick shout out as well. Insane support from you guys. 4,120 teams in the league, which is kind of mind-blowing. I aimed for a 1,000 yeah. teams in there by the end of the year. We're already at four times that, yeah. and it's only Bahrain. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not involved, get yourself involved down below. There's links everywhere for the F1 Fantasy team as well. Though. You know, 5,000 of you might be doable by the end of the year, but we'll wait and see about that one. Like I said, I think this has just smashed every expectation I had for the start of the year. Jamie, who was your roster, though, as we head into the campaign? I believe you're going to put it on the screen for us as well, which is going to make it more difficult for you. You are now going to give me an editing job too, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, my team, uh, I went pretty big on the drivers, well, on two of the drivers, and went budget everywhere else. So I've gone for Stappen and Leclerc. Uh, Leclerc was my turbo, which went pretty well. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then my other three drivers, I've got Alonso, uh Magnussen, he's an absolute bargain. Get him yeah, in. Get him and, five and a half mil. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Guan Yu Zhou is my other driver. And then my team is Ferrari, which also went quite well. You so... mean Joe Guan Yu? Come on, Jake. You're his fan. You've got to start doing this right. Yeah. We, we love him. <laughs> we, one of us does. Yeah, so yeah. that's my team. I scored 229. Oh. Which is a lot more than Matt did, which is yeah. nice. <laughs> now, if you guys missed out on the F1 fantasy video I did last week, I went... Charles Leclerc Turbo, just like Jamie. Kevin Magnussen, because he's cheap as chips and well worth it. I went George Russell, because I thought, you know, first year at Mercedes, he's going to be really trying to prove himself. You know, maybe Valtteri 2017 style. Then I went Perez, who on paper actually this weekend, up until the final lap, looked like a pretty good choice actually. Yeah, he did. Then my team kind of fell apart. I have gone with Lando Norris and McLaren, which apparently is pretty much the worst team I think you could have gone with. Probably, because both Red Bulls are classified, weren't they? So they wouldn't have got too many negative points. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Not not the result I wanted. You this might want to be shipping them out to a Ferrari pretty quickly. I am definitely <laughs> going to be looking at trying to get Ferrari into the team for next weekend there. But yeah, you scored, was it 229 points? Yeah. I didn't score that. <laughs> how, I, how many are you on that I might have scored somewhere in the realm of between 166 and 168 nice so that's what 62 less than me it might be 62 that less than you that is poor 
And it, considering it Ferrari got me 76, that's probably about right. Yeah, considering <laughs> McLaren got me 10, including the driver, <laughs> that seems about right. That is yes. pain in a nutshell. But look at this way, you've got 22 more opportunities to make that gap. It's to, to make that change and get McLaren yeah. bin out of my team, yeah. <laughs> I think McLaren aren't very, very quickly yeah. going to be going here. I think but... it'll be impossible to turbo Leclerc after a few more races when he gets over that price bracket. Yes, um, yeah. I mean, surely if you've got him turboed, you can keep him turboed. I don't think so. I don't surely. think that works. Surely. Um, so after that, we'll be turboing science instead. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. Yeah, my risky team, though, of Aston, Alonso, Hamilton, Gasly, Sainz, and Ricardo, that got 107. And then my meme team, which is designed to score as little as possible, also scored 107. Because <laughs> I turboed Guan Yu Zhou. Yeah. What yeah, not not my week on F1 Fantasy. So at the four thousand one hundred twenty teams, then Jamie, where are you currently ranked? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me uh, find out real quick. If I oh, it's logging out the website and everything, this is appalling. You've got to be where around like three hundred fiftieth there or around. I know you might be a bit lower than that. Um, Top five hundred. I am in the Matt Two One Two League, five hundred eighteenth. That's so... not bad. Top 25%? No, top 12%. Top 12%, yeah. Love that. I am 1,770th. Yes, <laughs> so I'm in, about, well. I'm in about the top 45% in my own <laughs> league, which is kind of depressing uh, to kickstart yeah. the year. Quickly, though, I'm going to give a shout-out to our top 10 then, Jamie. Let's react to some of the best teams we had at It'll the start the same, of the year. Weren't they, pretty much? Quite possibly. Uh, 364 points. We've currently got a three-way tie. At the top is The Undertaker, which had Leclerc mega drivered. Not a bad yeah. shout, first race of the year. Sainz, Russell, Magnussen, Bottas, and Ferrari. That's basically as good as you could get. <laughs> Pretty imagine. much the maximum score. Have yeah. a quick look for me. Go on, like, the global league and see what the, the global, maximum yeah. score is, yeah. Because 364 is kind of mad. <laughs> It is the maximum score. That's the maximum <laughs> anyone got, and I've got three. I've got three sweats in this league that have done exactly <laughs> that. Um, I think, yeah, I'm gonna say all of those teams then were exactly the same roster yeah. at the end of the first race. Yes, it was. So, yeah, big shout out then uh, to the Undertaker, uh, Enna, and also Lila too. Sorry, the the screen's way above me, so I apologise if you're just getting a good view of my neck uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, Siddharth came fourth after the first race. Did he use his mega driver? Yeah, they all use their mega driver. Oh, he megaed Hamilton. You're Ooh. a brave, brave man. But Leclerc. He still did well. Wow. Zhou Guan Yu, Magnussen, Ocon, and Ferrari. Again, I think just putting Ferrari in your team basically guarantees uh, you got big points there in the first race. Smooth operator, Charlotte in P5. Again, uh, anything exciting there? Megaed Sainz for some reason. Wow, that's bold. Bold, brave, and a little bit not quite the right choice. Well, um, she's fifth, so fair play. <laughs> exactly, didn't do too badly, but, you know, using Mega Drivers early on, that's bound to happen. Uh, Stephen G in sixth there, you can see, with is that his third team? If your third three. team put you sixth in the league, how, how have you managed <laughs> that? Let's have a look. Yeah, Mega Driver Leclerc, Turbo Sites, and then had Perez, Alonso, Bottas, and Ferrari, which is not bad. Um... Hopefully podium team by Abhisek. Oh, I probably butchering names now. I apologise. <laughs> Again, everything Ferrari, Bottas, Perez, and Alonso. Uh, and then the rest of the top ten there was Fangio celebrations, which was Anders, L Plan by Christas, and then Neil M with the Red Rockets 
round out the top 10 there. So if you want to be inside the top 10 in the F1 Fantasy League, you'll you'll already, you've already had to have scored 318 points in just one weekend. And yeah, you will get a shout-out uh, in each <laughs> of these podcasts as well there. If ever there was motivation to sweat this now with data analysis, I don't know yeah, what yeah. else would we do better than that. <laughs> I think, go. though, Jamie... We've got through everything for Bahrain, if I'm not mistaken. I think we have, yes. Um, so, now we look to Jeddah. Again. It's race week <laughs> again, yeah. We look to Jeddah. I'm already 4-3 up in the predictions. Jamie, you need to recover some points here, mate. Yeah, I know. We need to get the pole correct again. And then, yeah. Pole I'm, and podium, Jamie. Pole and the podium. I'm going to sound so biased. I'm saying Verstappen pole. I am also going to say Verstappen pole. Uh, recovery or redemption from last year when he put it in the wall. Yeah. Final Q3. Should have bottled the championship with that, but apparently not. Nope. Uh, who am I going to send the podium? I would say Verstappen wins. Yeah. Uh, this is hard. See, Ferrari are the sort of team to just have an absolute nightmare on the street circuit like Saudi. Are they? But I don't feel comfortable saying that. So I'll say Leclerc second. And Hamilton third. Another Hamilton podium. Yeah, he's like, he's so he's like become the old Alonso in 2012 now, hasn't he? Where in a pretty poor car, he's just gonna keep picking up podiums every race. Fair enough. I mean, if it brings him to a world championship battle at the end of the year, I'll be pretty happy looking at that yeah. car at the moment. <laughs> I am gonna go a bit different than Jamie. So you said Verstappen, Leclerc, Sainz. Uh, sorry, Hamilton is your top three. Yes. I am gonna say Leclerc. Back-to-back race victories. Verstappen P2. Perez P3. I think Red Bull are going to have a slightly quicker car this weekend, but Leclerc's going to pull it out of the bag. And finish the race, hopefully, from Red Bull. Yes, yeah, I think Red Bull are going to get those issues sorted pretty quick, to be honest. I reckon they just underfueled the car last weekend (laughs) there when all is said and done. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Those are our top three predictions for the Jeddah Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Let us know your three predictions down below, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube as well. Anything else to add, though, Jamie? We've rattled through this week. We've done pretty well, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's usually a absolute ramble fest, but not it doesn't seem to be this week. No. And no. yeah, let us know your predictions in the comments, of course. Yeah, um, let, for let's... Jeddah. Let us know how well he got in the F1 Fantasy League as well. They're down below. Um, quick shout out before we forget. Richard Vashaw, Teo Porcher, our winners in Formula 2 this weekend. And yep. then Ollie Caldwell picking up seven penalty points in a weekend as well. <laughs> it's certainly yep. one to write home about. <laughs> F- right. F3 race well. winners were... I didn't watch it. Some Spanish guy. Colapinto? Um, no, I don't yeah, think he won, did he? Did he? Or was no, that, he got pole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, it was the guy that was second to Brit Ferrari. Hajar. Hajar. <laughs> After Beerman got a penalty in race one. Better known as Brit Ferrari, but yep, yes. Yeah, Brit Ferrari. Um, and I, I didn't watch F3. I can't tell you. I watched most of it. I definitely watched the second race, put it that way. Uh, and then, of course, it was Victor Martins that won race two. So yes. I think he still leads the way um, in the championship after the first race weekend there. But... Yeah, good good weekend of Junior Formula. Of course, F2's back this weekend. F3 won't be back till Imola. Uh, so very, I've realised I've picked a really good weekend for Formula yeah, 1. Because we've got sprint qualifying and F2 and F3. So yeah. that is going to be... And it's Imola. 
and in Imola. So that's going to be really, really good fun. Anything else to add, though, Jamie, before we round this one off? I think we've basically rattled off everything, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. Um, just, what's five more days until the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix? Yeah. Which is very exciting yeah. when this goes live. I think it's always difficult, isn't it, as well, after the first race of the year? Because there's plenty of sort of storylines going on. But we kind of want to wait and see how they evolve a little bit more, don't we? Like, yeah. whether Red Bull's reliability is going to be woeful this year, whether Mercedes is going to have a car that can actually compete over the next couple of race weekends, you know. So we're going to not try and delve too deep into that after just yeah. one race weekend. Of and we've got, the like, year. a month between Jeddah and Imola, so we can chat about it then. We also have Australia between those two races. Oh, of course we do. Why do I think we missed Australia? Because you're a Muppet? Okay, yeah. We haven't got a month between... Well, we have, but it's just a race in the middle. There's a race, yeah, so... between them, which is two weeks flat back in the middle. So, yeah, no, no no worrying about that just yet, Jamie. But thank you all so much for watching nonetheless. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure you leave a like, get yourself subscribed or follow us over on Spotify as well. And, yeah, we'll be back next week, though. Boy, am I happy F1 is back, Jamie. Because, yeah, actually, that was what I was going to ask you before we forget. Bahrain, out of 10, Jamie, what are we giving it? Um, I'll give it a 7. It was entertaining, but there were parts where it was a bit dead. I wanted to give it a 7 as well, but I will say 7.5. Because we had that little bit of late race drama. So 14.5 out of 20 there from the yeah. Jam Jar and I. But yeah, like we said though, thank you all so much for watching slash listening. If you have enjoyed it, please do make sure you leave a like and get yourself subscribed. And we'll be back next week with more Knowing Wheel. <laughs>